Welcome to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. Join us as we share our favorite RPGs, one-shot games, tabletop games, reviews, and convention panels. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Kelly, a.k.a. Trixie from Ragnarok and Roll, a sign to Ragnarok story, and Tilda Wimblewick from D&D Journey of the Fifth Edition. First off, I would just like to say thank you to everyone for listening to our varied adventures, as well as for rating us on iTunes and RPGpodcast.com. If you haven't rated us yet, we would greatly appreciate it if you could. And if you're looking for more ways to support our efforts, we are now on Patreon, a great site where you can help us continue making more podcasts, as well as some special surprises for our patrons. If you can, please look us up at www.patreon.com cppn. Every little bit helps. And again, thank you for listening. Hey guys, Jim here with Creative Play and Podcast Network. And joining me today is Bo and Crow. They are some of the creative, brilliant minds behind the world of My Foster Monsters. And uh, it is a new game out on Kickstarter. And you know how we love to support Kickstarters and games. And games on Kickstarter kind of balance itself out. Uh, Bo, Crow, go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, and what is My Foster Monsters? Well, I'm I'm Bo. And I'm Crow. (laughs) Uh, My Foster Monster is a concept that we came up with when we were trying to figure out, um, we were with a group of people, We, we wanted to put out a video game, and we wanted to put out something that, you know, everybody could enjoy. And the group that we were with um, tended toward RPGs, which, you know, hey, we love RPGs, but that didn't encapsulate a lot of everybody's interests. And so we wanted to come up with, we wanted to, to widen that horizon a little bit. And um, as much as we love the intellectual play of role playing, not everybody always does. <laughs> I do. <laughs> But we were looking for something that my six-year-old granddaughter could play, as well as my 80-year-old um, mother, and everybody in between might have something that they could find interest in, and and we just developed it along the way. Well, I think he was asking what it is. What it is, it's a, it's a group of babies that are trapped in a universe, and you have to go in and save them through a, kind of like a puzzle adventure toy, and then when you bring them into the real world, you can dress them and give them spaces to live in, and then eventually uh, you find them homes. And that's the concept of the game. They're foster children that you are raising and you are taking care of, and then you send them to their forever home. And it's all on the phone. And they are absolutely adorable little chibi monsters, which, by the way, I totally got to throw that out there. As the artwork I've seen, they are all adorable. I mean, the set artwork is fantastic. And from the most part of the game, it's it's kind of a uh, screen uh, scrolling style app game, right? Sort of. It's not as much of a side scroller as it is just a kind of swooping, and because you can go back and forth. It's it's not a straight hallway where you go across in one direction. Yeah, it's a, I tried to create a sandbox. So in, 
most of the side scrollers run from side to side, but I wanted the ability to really move around inside of the world. So I tried to make it as open-ended and sandboxy as I possibly could because I, I like depth. Hmm. So, yeah. And, and some of the, uh, the video clips that I watch on YouTube are cute with the whole touching the icons to get the character to bounce up to those. So it, 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 it's going to be a finger masher on the phone from what I'm seeing you know, in, a, in a very pleasant looking way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's hyper casual as well. You you have the ability to put that toy down at any time, which is very unusual. Most RPGs and most adventure games that are on the computer right now, you can't just walk away from them. You'll get killed in the field by something. <laughs> <laughs> or the is, is households across the world say, but mom, I can't pause this game. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We also wanted to do it in a, in a you know, the, the unique, <laughs> one of the unique aspects that we decided on was putting it in a portrait rather than a landscape mode. And the reason yeah. being is um, I said, you know, I see yeah. all of these people that want to play their video games at work and they can't because if they got they turn them on the side, they right? turn this phone sideways, <laughs> their boss is going to know they're playing something. Whereas if they have it upright, then, you know, they can just play away. Yeah, it, I have it so it looks like you're texting. <laughs> You'll be able to play it during meetings. I mean, and it does have some really cute, you know, because, like, I, I saw some of the swirling action where you got the ramps and the rolling your character up in them, and I'm like, okay, this this is one of those games that you'll get really addicted to really quick just from playing level to level on it. And there are a lot of levels. Each uh, baby has its own unique world. I was going to say, uh, as as it stands now, how many levels are planned for the, uh, the first get-and-go, and how many uh, of them are Cthulhu? Yeah, first get go, we have 19 babies. We have yeah, we have 19 babies, so there's 19 levels. However, um, it's like we said, yeah, you know, what you're talking about. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah, their yeah. own little environment. Like the so. Yeti likes to hang out in the ice caves, and the Cerebus, the dog, likes to hang out in the hell caves. So, <laughs> yeah, and the Phoenix is also hanging out in there with the Cerebus too. So they kind of share the same background, but I've made sure that each baby has its own unique experience. Uh, its own unique kind of style of play. The other interesting part about it is that even with the different, even though there's only 19 levels, one for each baby, it's the it's the ability to be able to get from one end to the other. You can do it with some skill and attitude, you know, to find all of the little things that you have to find. Otherwise, you have to go back in and get the things over again so that you can collect them to make sure that the the baby gets freed in the proper way. Yeah, there's a, it, it's been described as one of my gamer friends described it as holy mackerel. That game is deep for as simple as it is. It has a, it has lore. It has uh, recipes, rhymes, toys. Um, it, the babies are trapped in shields that you have to break down and free them from. Yeah. It, it has a lot of depth to it. And then nevertheless, both sides, there's what, how many pieces of furniture to decorate their baby rooms when you're done? There's there's a couple thousand. <laughs> a couple thousand? Yeah. So it's a couple a huge, thousand. <laughs> yeah, huge inventory to buy into, huge. And, and, you know, that's really important to gamers. I You know, Candy Crush is great. However, you know, I, I like to go into personalize a, it. Yeah, go in a store and personalize stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, as gamers, we definitely like the the gaming industry as a whole has has learned, and thank God, has finally translated that gamers got style, and gamers want to do stuff and change stuff around. You know, today yeah. is the day where I want to feel something different, so let's go in the room and change it up today. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be able to look at each other's phones while you're playing it, and you're gonna see a different style and a different game almost. Almost. Yeah. I'm working. I'm getting there. It's, it's still being birthed in a way. So yeah. Yeah. And some of the aspects are um, we're we're trying to do something that most games don't. When when you have like I don't know, say I'm trying to think of one of the games like Gardenscapes or something. It's not a our game is not a choice of three pieces of furniture yeah. to go into this location. You can put this pot top potted plant or this potted plant or this potted plant. Yeah, you can go to the store and, buy, and put a cobweb there or a candle there. Well, you can put it pretty much anywhere. So we we almost wanted to create something where you could take it and use the images almost like scrapbook art. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that you can, you know, just – it doesn't have to just be decorating a room. It can actually be creating artwork with yeah, it. Yeah, I'm starting to see uh, – yeah, you could take chairs and rotate them in there and create these patterns and this artwork that's in there. It, it really can be painted with. It's really a bizarre kind of little toy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and like in the game where you've got the, the baby book to keep you know track of the babies and the toys and things, it's, the Ooh. artwork is fantastic. I just totally got to throw it out there and I will totally say, so after the phone app, when are we going to get the RPG for this? I'm just saying. I'm just going to talk about oh, that out you, there. You are, you are already in the back room, Jim. You're already in the back room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so this, this might, your crowd, your, your audience might really, really like this. The, what's in the back room right now is um, Foster Monster Adventures. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like a little puzzle, side scroller toy, kind of like an Am- Angry Birds thing. But what we're working on next is an actual, the babies are going to go out on adventures. And it's got a, and you're going to like this, it's got a steampunk thing to it. So you're going to be able to wander around and go out in the fields and go into towns and wander around in streets. So you can take your babies on uh, adventures. There's going to be quests and things to do. That kind of fun. Yeah, that kind of requires a team, though, and it's just the two of us. I'm going to need a little bit more help before I can make that bad boy. <laughs> True. That, that I understand, because that's a, that's a bigger aspect of a project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but, that, I mean, you totally hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what – it's either that or Foster Monster Go-Karts. <laughs> you know, the right. collectible card game, you know, and the RPG can go together quite well, too. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> The card game. I've actually been looking at this is my side of things. I've actually been looking at card design and things like that, and and pushing some things out to our artists so that we can hmm. poke at them. So yeah, you're making that's, me. That's an you're idea. making me think now. You want to make a card game too? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a busy boy, Tim. I'm a busy. busy I, I will boy. throw suggestions at you all day long. <laughs> <laughs> this is, if the artwork does scream for something that you can hold in your hand and not just on the phone, I yeah, agree. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like a paper. I guess paper is still kind of popular, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like books and paper and Some stuff. Some folks still like the dead tree. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I was playing Magic: The Gathering with original alphas. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I 
was playing that thing like crazy when it first came I, out. I hear you then. Like we used to always say, it was crack for gamers back when it first came out. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you go buy like two or three packs with your friends, and we were actually gambling away the cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so I lost a, yeah, I lost a Mox Pearl one day in a fight, and I was like, oh! <laughs> Cause that's what folks do. We find a way to make the game even have more feeling in case you win or lose. Card game. Yeah. I, I got my Magic the Gathering um, when game. my that's boys grew, got old enough to start playing themselves. I actually took my whole collection and divided it up into the commons, the rares, the, you know, the uncommons, and they each got to draw cards, and they, they split up Mom's whole collection that way. I Aww. sold my entire stack for a case of beer. <laughs> I was like, I'm done playing this. And I mean, it was about a two foot stack of alphas and I sold it to my roommate for a case of beer. Wow. He turned around and sold it for like three grand and bought a car. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the old woulda, shoulda, couldas from when we were kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where is he now? He's happy. <laughs> So, of course, you know, uh, once the Kickstarters, you know, hit its goal and the game is hopefully out by October, by Halloween, because that is a awesome release time for, I'm totally thinking, awesome release party for that to go with it. Just saying, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, it's it's going to be out for both Android and iPhones, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. We're, yeah, we're shooting for both markets because, you know, it's, it's important to yeah. cross the... We picked a, a platform, uh, we picked Unity, and Unity cross-platform is really solid to both of those formats. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, we're hoping, we we would like to do it by Halloween. If we could get the Kickstarter, um, if that funds out by the end of it, mm-hmm. we could do it by Halloween. Otherwise, we might have to wait till more of like a Christmas release. Yeah, we're not going to quit. We're not going to quit. So you see, that's the most important question is, you know, in case Kickstarter, you know, doesn't doesn't come through with the the usual gusto because it is an off time of the year right now. So sometimes that can be a little difficult. And everybody's struggling. You know, finances Mm -hmm. are tough. Everything's kind of rough. I get it. The Kickstarter, basically the Kickstarter allows us to get out a little bit faster um, more art, more you know, to have more, more coding, more art and more coding in yeah. faster as faster. opposed to yeah. you know having to spend a little bit extra time because I have to wait till the paychecks come in instead yeah. of the Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> How long have we been pulling art in for that thing? Uh, um, almost two years. Almost so. two years now. Yeah. Yeah. So all that beautiful art that you see has taken many, many little tiny little bits of the paycheck. Just a little tiny little bit. <laughs> and art is not cheap. I I have friends. I've I've had to commission mm-hmm. stuff. Art is not cheap. And and yeah. uh, let's not forget, you know, Face Central. Your 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 parent group is is a indie you know company, right? Tell us about yes. uh, right. Face Central. Oh yeah. Uh, Face Central. Um, Face Central started up where we we just decided that we wanted to do something. Um, I'm a a, a published author a published author and a couple of my books hey, so are I. about the, uh, I know, right? Um, a couple of my books are about the Fae. I, I love the Fae. And so at the same time, everything was kind of up in the air and crazy with our lives. And I'm like, this is crazy central. Fae central just made the, the absolute sense. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great company name. I'll throw that yeah. out there. The co- there's a couple of concepts that Fae central is trying to attempt as well when it comes to, uh, 
work environment. Um, we're talking about uh, how does corporate America get and support the creative? And so we've been working really hard at um, how do you support a creative staff? And uh, that's a very different monster, so to speak, to or a needle to thread. Uh, creative people in the corporate environment have a really rough time sitting at their desk for 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? And so uh, Face Central was kind of born to say, hey, look, let's let's turn the corporate pyramid on its side and see if we can't figure out a way to make a new way to uh, allow creativity to be to flourish within a corporate environment. And allow the creativity to be the driving force behind the company as opposed to just the marketing. Money or marketing, which mm-hmm. that's a tough needle to thread. It is. It's a tough needle to thread. Yeah, those are definitely the devils you got to deal with, but it's the creative energy is what actually gets you to produce. So it, it makes total sense. Well, it's hard making something new. Right. Mm-hmm. I see all the games out there right now, and it's like um, Battlezone 2020, <laughs> Battlezone 30,042. You know what I mean? And it's like, oh, another Battlezone? Excellent. But I mean, that's awesome if you're into Battlezone. However, you know, what's new? It's a lot and of so, copy paste. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's, that, it's that marketing drive that causes that. So, how do you make new innovative things? And, uh, to come out of a company, and that's kind of what Phase Central is attempting to do. Is yeah, creative innovation. Yeah, allowing innovation to be creative. Yeah. Which is hard. It's very hard. Because what happens if Foster Monster truly succeeds? Does that mean I sit at my desk and do Foster Monster for the rest of my life? No. No? <laughs> See, that's why she's my boss. It's awesome. You're a great boss. <laughs> go make go karts, girl. <laughs> it's nice when the boss says, "No, go take some time to yourself. Come yeah, back and yeah, yeah. come go. back to the project when you're refreshed, because that does go help the creative energy." Sci-fi or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which those are in the works too, but you know. Oh yeah, the back room is very. Oh Jim, I wish I could really light back into it. It's all in the works and on the secret board. Too much, too much. On the secret board, yeah. It's it's always good to have plenty of things in the in the, in the winds, but uh, mm-hmm. making sure it's slowly that cloud is becoming something firmly shaped, but totally yeah. kept secret. Because in this day and age, keep your secrets close. Yep. Oh, I don't know. Your foster monsters closer. (laughs) (laughs) Share on the podcast. Why not? I don't mind sharing ideas. I'm all cool with that. Hey, are you kidding? One thing, since so many mythical creatures are in the list of the monsters, I would totally love one of these days if you guys would, on the Facebook page or something, just totally stat out the, here's my baby monster and my D&D stats for them, or not, or whichever RPG of the day that you're going for the flavor of. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that is kind of cool. We are getting to the end game here soon, and mm-hmm. that is, what does it look like when the foster monster goes to their forever home. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're looking at that monster sending your Facebook page images of itself playing at the beach or having fun <laughs> or growing up. 
and stats and things like that, you know, what they're doing and what they're into. And that might very well be a malleable, I could possibly see making that malleable to where you can actually change your baby when it grows up to be like a scientist versus uh, a <laughs> welder, you know what I mean, or an artist. So, yeah, we could probably do that. I could totally see the adorable Yeti with the pigtails doing the artist thing and then having colored pigtails. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, that would artists. Be awesome. <laughs> <That's> adorable. <laughs> oh, Our man. artists, I'll tell you, we we put out to five different artists. Um, this is what we're looking for, and the gargoyle and the tickling were actually the two that we sent out. Um, the tickling is the little horse with the glowy eyes. Oh, okay. And, uh, we had we had some very interesting artwork sent back to us, and it's like no, no, no. And then there was the fourth one was this girl from Romania, and she sent us some really talented, beautiful talented. art, very talented. Oh. And I went, well, gosh, there's not nobody is going to be able to beat this girl, you know. However, her babies were more young adult teenagers. They were teenagers. But they were, I mean, they were incredible. Her art was phenomenal. And then Vito sent us our first chibi, the ba- the babies, the gargoyle and the tickling. We went, oh, my God, that is it. That is it right there. And, yeah, so it was pretty. Although, if we do take them into teenage years, we know who we're going to talk to. Yeah, we have an artist signed up for that. <laughs> they're they're the, the actual time progression. So uh, you did mention uh, Vito. Uh, he's he's your uh, artist from Brazil, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you want to go ahead and uh, drop name drop some of your uh, teams so that way a little everybody can share in a little in the accolades? Yeah. Who's Absolutely. Um, he's Dollmaker. Dollmaker on Fiverr. His name is Vito Deville, and he is a he's a young artist, um, hungry. He's just absolutely amazing, and he gets so excited with every foster monster delivery you know he's excited he's as excited to deliver to us as we are to see it you know he always he calls me miss boo (laughs) his english is not very good i think he's using a translator but i mean that's the modern age yeah he's 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 really amazing he's been um incredible throughout this whole process he's never let us down and to be perfectly honest, his artwork just keeps improving and improving. And it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, it's really incredible. <laughs> and then we have, um, we just started uh, working with Nick, um, from who's from Greece. His name is Nick Somas. And he is a game tutor, I think, on Fiverr. He's game tutor on yeah. Fiverr, yeah. And we were, you know, we're like, oh God, how, would, how do we find somebody that... It's like Vito because that's the type of, you know, the enthusiasm we want to see. And Nick came to the table yes. and he's just like Vito. He's just this amazing, um, this amazing, young, brilliant mind that is putting everything together, all of the pieces that we've taken. And he's just stitching all of the coding together. And it's been really amazing working with him. He sent me a picture so that Vito could draw the, uh, the picture for the website. And he said, how old do you think I am? <laughs> and I looked at it, and I'm like, yeah, that looks like 17, but you're I'm going to guess you're 22. <laughs> he goes, I'm 22. I said, yeah, I have a grandson your age. <laughs> 22 and a coding genius. I'm jealous. He's, yeah, he's amazing. And both, 
both guys have just been so incredible to work with. Hey, that's that's one of the things I love with doing different cons. Like we have Tucson Comic Con coming up. You know, we've got Tuscon coming up, which is a huge one for Tucson sci-fi. And yeah. is is how much you can cross pollinate with other creatives out there. Whether it's you know you run into some cool artists on Artist Alley or you know other sure. authors down on Artists Authors Row, and you right. totally can just start collaborating. And that's you know and and sharing best practices, which is one of my favorites. Which is Nothing like having a new writer talk to an established writer, and they're just like, so what do you do? You know, And they're like, oh, well, this is how I did my journey. You may want to try this step instead of your step, you know. Because mm-hmm. so, so many beautiful secrets are kept secret because, you know, people are like, I, I got lucky with this work for me. You know, and, but then when folks get together talking, they're totally willing to share the secret sauce, you know, of like, here's how I got there. You know, I want more creative because let's be honest, we don't live in a stagnant ecosystem. You know, we, we feed off each other's creative energy, which yeah, is we're a tribe. the best. Yeah, tribe is the best way to put it. We're a tribe. Yeah, it's all about trying to find your tribe because once you do, you can feed off each other's energy. It's it's like I was even joking with some friends about doing, you know, swaps instead of, you know, work for pay. It's the you can totally arrange some cool barter system for swapping products too between each other. Or, of course, you know, from the con point of view is the, oh, I'll be your booth babe on this event if you'll be my booth babe on this event. So that way we can both have a booth and both have it manned and actually get to enjoy a con. Because what's that mean when you work a con now? Right. <laughs> yeah, working working the cons is interesting versus going. There's a difference. There's there a big a difference. difference. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. like I, I speak with a lot of my friends who do con booths. It's like you know, I've I've booth babed for them on on the past, but I've never actually run a, a other than a fan table. And it's just like when you've got a booth, you've got to worry about the did you cover food? Did you cover making some kind of profit? Did you cover gas getting back and forth? You know, mm-hmm. those are all big, important things, which which totally turn it into a job and not you're you're not just at the con. You're now actually working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've worked quite a few cons and I always bring a couple of extra people and pay their way just to make sure that everybody can have a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has a little time to be able to sneak out and do a little something, something. That, that's always the best is just that way you're not tied to the booth a hundred percent. Well, then you do things like, you know, run a podcast or, you know, it is not work at all. With, with, with the right gaming group, it is never work until you have to sit down and edit. Then all of a sudden you realize, oh, God, this is work. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I did a... um. Making games is work in my world. <laughs> I make it so it's not in your world. That's the whole point, right? I make it so that so that's a lot of work on my side and a whole lot of play on your side. So I did yeah. a really bad cheesy interview t- sci-fi show one time that, and we turned a yurt into the interior of it into a spaceship. And we did um, interviews with people at the cons, which, you know, that allowed me to walk around the cons and not have to sit in a booth. That's true. Uh, and but it was a lot of fun. But yeah, you're right. The the other side of it is it's a lot of work to do. Although there's, I mean, if you like what you do, mm-hmm. that's you, true. 
and you keep doing it mm-hmm. and hopefully cross your fingers, become successful at it, you know, it's, it's partial pleasure. Yeah, yes, I mean, right. it's that whole do what you love and you never work a day in your life, you know, quote. It's kind of true. Yeah. Now, the trick is, can you make a living wage off it so you don't have to work two jobs to uh, maintain your your love and your nine to five, as I always put it? Yeah, because that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay, though. We did mention cons. So is there any conventions that you guys are going to coming up that you want to shamelessly plug? Um, no, I did thought, think about it. Look, I was looking at Tucson Comic Con, just, you know, dropping in. We're not have we're not going to have a booth there or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we got we to gotta stay back behind the scenes and finish this toy. Yeah, that's a lot of it. Is that's that, kind of the, yeah. <laughs> that's a lot you of know, work. I'll tell you, Kickstarter in itself, launching the Kickstarter is so much work. And it took away weeks from my time spent on Foster Monster. So, um yeah, we're gonna wait until we're closer to actually release. Yeah, I'd like to release first and then go to the concert. Actually, I'd like to get stuffed animals first. Mm, get stuffies. stuffies. <laughs> I get stuffies and then go to the con with my table full of stuffies. Now that would be cool. <laughs> there you are thinking of the merchandising. That's not my department. He doesn't, want, he doesn't care about the merchandising. He just wants to hold the stuffies. I do. I just. I just yeah. <laughs> I want a stuffed three-headed dog. Hey, a Cerberus, you know, puppy stuffy would be absolutely adorable. Mm, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. See, my favorite is the Phoenix, but, you know, I'm a rise from the ashes kind of girl. Well, I'm, <laughs> I would have a stuffed Cthulhu. No question. <laughs> yeah. Stuffed Cthulhu all the way. <laughs> that, do you, have you seen... Are you gravitating to any one of the babies, Jim? Because I'm real. I'm always really interested to see and talk to people and say, um, is is one what's of your them? Favorite? Yeah. What's your what? Which one do you like the best? Or? Me personally, I really do love the uh, the Chinese water dragon looking one. I'm not sure if that's what it is, but it's really what it looks like because he's holding the, the ice one? one. Yeah. The cur- the cur- yeah, the he's cur- got that awesome. he's got that oh, yeah. big shit eating grin on his face, and I'm like, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, he's the um he's a Japanese ice dragon. Yeah, he's ah, like, okay. Sup. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the things that we did with the babies before, yeah. you know, each yeah. time um we sat down and we went, Okay, we're gonna have twelve babies now now you see that we have nineteen. Um we couldn't stop. <laughs> Deciding's hard. It's gonna be more. <laughs> we actually went through um, all the myths and lore um, mm-hmm. from yeah. all around the world yeah, that we wanted to be cultural so that there was also a Indonesian, China, Japan, Europe, yeah. there's Celtic, American, Native American. Yeah. We tried to get, like, and we're still, there's so many different monsters all around the world that crawl underneath the children's bed. Yeah. That, and, <laughs> yeah, and we we're just we keep trying to pull so that someone somewhere can relate to. Hey, that's the one that you know. I know what that monster is. Yeah. That's the lore inside of it, though. So we're gonna put all that inside the game to where you can see what. You know, is this a Japanese dragon? Is this a Chinese unicorn bear? <laughs> <laughs> there are some interesting combinations. It's out. A yep. <laughs> the Nyan is actually the it, when you see like the ja- the Chinese New Year where they have the dragon that's walking through the streets. Mm-hmm. That's the Nyan. Mm-hmm. 
And um, the reason why they use the color red is because the red color, um, the Nyan is actually afraid of the color red. So, you oh, so if I wear red, I can survive the Nyan? Yeah. Nice. Better so. shush it away with the color of courage and profit. Yeah, yeah, there you go. See, she does lore, and I just make the level go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the storyteller. Yeah, she's the storyteller. So, uh, in regards to storytelling in the in the app game, uh, what is the the main storyline if there is one, or is it just a uh, choose your own adventure kind of angle that you go? The um in the the, the first the first one the mm-hmm. my foster game. okay so the story is is that there are babies in another universe and Cthulhu comes into the universe and you know Cthulhu is the monster of madness and chaos and he kind of splits a rift and all the babies get caught and they need to they need to be rescued out of the rift and so you're pulling them out of the dimensional rift that Cthulhu took them into into your own world so that they can be taken care of because now they need a home oh, just like Cthulhu. any baby foster kitty out there right? <laughs> yeah the original concept was very interesting for foster monster it, it was originally a joke yeah, Croyd made a joke one time about, no, I think we need to, if you want to draw girls to a game, then we need we need to do something like, you know, put a bow on a list. So, yeah, what, what, does, a, what does a box of baby orcs look like that you have to take care of in the middle, right? <laughs> and so, you know, for all you diehard gamers out there, consider baby liches in a box, right? Little bone creatures running around and escaping and causing... And, poking people and draining their life and you know that was the original concept and then we, it got much much softened but the original concept was very was very uh, a tamagotchi too yeah very tamagotchi. tamagotchi if you know what those are mm-hmm. yep but, so yeah it was but we realized that the the complexity of the tamagotchi uh, and the specificness of it just wouldn't reach a very wide audience so we we wanted to keep some of that element in there and, but we wanted to uh, make it much more accessible to everyone to enjoy. And, and, and then we spent, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say then we spent some time with my um, my son and my daughter-in-law over in California. Oh, the inspiration. And that, that was the actual inspiration is because Random and Chandra they foster baby kitties. Yeah. Oh. See, like ten kitties come in, and then they would. They would lose a couple, and then they would nurse eight of them, and then get them to forever homes. And yeah. we're like, oh, look at that! You know, that softer side really came into the game from spending the time with them. Aww. And, and I was totally gonna say, and, and the foster monsters are way cuter than any Tamaguchi ever was. I'm just gonna throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Although, does an amazing job. Although I'm still in, I'm still a diehard gamer, JM. I'm, I'm still like wanting to make monsters in, in your card game, right? That has yeah. tactics and all. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my cool and making something that you know is. That, well, the the card game is something that I'd been think, thinking about that I hadn't shared a lot with Crow yet because I know that. So Crow has developed like 120 plus games that are not, you know, the ones that we're dealing with right now. You have a board game designer. He's a board game designer. Oh, awesome. 
And so actually to create something like the card game or something like that. That's right up my alley. <laughs> That's right up my alley. Please get, get me out from behind the computer. I'm tired of staring at a screen. Let me make something in a box or in a pack that you can touch. Let's roll some dice. Yeah, so that was something I was going to throw at him coming up soon. Do that. Or my secret for me. Oh, you're tormenting me. I have to get back behind the computer screen again. And on the plus side, as an IP, I mean, the more artwork you get for it, that's more artwork for the card game. You know, totally going to pass in there. The synergy is already starting. I can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And the, the you know, the new, having the new babies, um, the, the baby, the new outfits, you know, that are coming out right now are just amazing. <laughs> yeah, we're still we're still flushing out the pardon me. And we're still flushing out the the kids, mm. so we're getting them so you can dress them all up. Exactly. Have you seen any of the outfits on the Kickstarter page? I I've seen the Kickstarter page, so I see like the uh, gargoyle with the leather with the spikes chain with the mohawk. Yeah. Yep. The <laughs> well, if you look into the um, there's the updates page. There's a little tab that's updates. Mm -hmm. I've actually been posting some of the new artwork that's coming up um, for the baby monsters, and the, each of them, you know, steampunk is close to my heart. So yeah, each, we, of them each get one of them's getting a steampunk out, which is really interesting. When you when you said you were have a steampunk podcast, I was like, oh man. <laughs> I, I totally see the one you're talking about with the gargoyle with this cute little top hat and uh, mon he's got his goggles on there and a little monocle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The, the Naga is the one that's coming out next. And again, you know, we're it's talking cultural, too. Yeah. It's the first girl that we're getting dressed. But the um, her outfit is going to be absolutely adorable, knowing Vito. Uh, but the other thing is, is that since she is like also every Sunday. Um, a Hindu <laughs> preacher, mm -hmm. she's going to be dressed in Hindi garb, just like you see the... Um, the Dijin, he's actually wearing Arabic garb, you know, so mm -hmm. we're, we're trying to get that cultural aspect in there, even with one of the baby outfits for each of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the total new age with the uh, cool glasses that the genie's got, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's just Vito being Vito. We just give him, a, we give him a broad brush to paint with, and he comes up with all these really, really great well, for that one, I actually told him, I said, Oh, you did? Yeah, I said, why don't you take a look at Burning Man for a minute? Yeah. And so that's what he created. <laughs> I miss Man Burning Man. It <laughs> doesn't exist anymore, I don't think. Yeah, it's funny seeing the genie go from a caftan and vest and, you know, fez to, oh, check it out, down at the very bottom. He's got a uh, another top hat with gears on it and uh, cool gadgets on his belt. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, the the Naga clothes will be coming in today, and so I'll probably be posting them later on today or tomorrow. So that'll be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. You're already seeing adventures, though. Those belts and those gears will do stuff. Ah, so the actual oh, mechanical yeah. mechanical uses, which I like. Oh yeah, I'm a mechanic at, by nature. I love. I'm you know I'm a gamer. I like mechanics. Yep. So, as as yeah. the steampunk community, we say, uh, don't just glue some gears on it and call it steampunk. Make those gears turn. Yeah, yep. make them do something. <laughs> that copper pipe needs to have something flowing through it. <laughs> in, this, in this age of e-cigarettes, you can make a smoke dispenser. It's not that hard. 
Exactly. Right. <laughs> oh man, I, I steampunk is I I've always wanted to do that. I've been invited a couple times. I just I'm just such an elitist. I would spend probably two or three years making one outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and and so you got, I, call me call me in three years, Jim, and then we'll go to the con. <laughs> I'll have an outfit ready by then. It'll, I was, was going to totally say you should totally go to your first steampunk event casual, you know, just a button-up shirt, some pants, you know, and just take it in before you make that gonzo gangbuster outfit and dominate the costume contest the next year. Oh, okay. okay. When is the Wild West Con coming up? So yeah. uh, the upcoming one is going to be in February, the end of February, beginning of March. Let me look it up real quick to give you the exact dates. Is And that's the pure steampunk one, right? Yep, that, that Wild Wild West Con is pure steampunk, but you can bring anything you want into it as steampunk, which is nice. And, of course, the community is great that you don't even have to be dressed up. You know, it is February 29th through March 3rd. Well, I might actually have vacation time by then. Yeah. And this upcoming theme in 2024 is heroes versus villains. And that can be any heroes versus villains you can think of. As I've joked with friends when we've done our go out to eat late night planning sessions, and I'm joking with them, guys, it doesn't have to be superhero versus supervillains, steampunk style. It could totally be Sherlock Holmes versus Moriarty, heroes and villains. Think the pulp heroes and villains, you know. You know, you don't have to go modern and crazy. You can just go super subtle with it. And uh, as my wife was joked, she's totally already planned one of her days as a suffragette. And I've totally teased her. Because those of you who know the suffragette movement, for the ladies and most progressive gents, they were heroes. But for the establishment, they were villains. Exactly. So that, that... that was the women's movement. That was mm-hmm. women with the right to vote. Women, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Women yeah. are human yep. beings. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So of okay. course that's why I said the progressive jets, you know, that were the supporting of their wives and sisters and mothers for the suffragette movement, because yeah. you know some of the establishment was against the whole ideal, but uh, thankfully the suffragettes won out in the end and uh, they became heroes, and for some people, oh. yeah. I think they were. I think they are. Yep. <laughs> I just didn't realize they had a specific a term. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All these terms nowadays, I'm just yeah. That, that's an old term. Dave. I know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm a guy. Yeah. Okay. My bad. My bad. All those new terms from the 1870s. <laughs> All those new terms from, like, from the 70s and 60s and 50s. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but but yeah, it's it. Steampunk is great because anything can be steampunk, you know, and and it's for the most part as as communities go, steampunk community is very open and accepting to all ideals, cultures, backgrounds, you know. So that's that's mm-hmm. one thing I personally love with Wawa Westcon and the steampunk, you know, genre is, you know, it's it's you, your brown's not brown enough is never said in steampunk. If if you get that reference to another organization where certain things have to be like perfect or they have to be shunned. I yeah. have no idea what you're talking about. What? Yeah. <laughs> I heard that giggle. <laughs> <laughs> so, that good. 
So in regards to my foster monster, <laughs> back on topic. <laughs> so uh, what is what is as of today the game plan? You know, best case scenario, Kickstarter hits, Kickstarter does its magic, and October release. Is there anything after the release that you guys have planned that you can share, or is it still close to the best secret? Um, after the release, when we go to have the release, we actually do want to plan to have a release party because I think that that would be, you know, just too much fun. I don't care if three people show up. It's just going to be, you know, too much fun. <laughs> but uh, we want to have a release party and then we do want to start hitting the conventions and, and things like this and really start um, just sharing the babies with the with everybody. I. It, to me, I don't know. I, I love having a game that has the story that it does underneath it because I think that that's going to bring a lot of people together in oh, the community, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. And just you know, from my experience of, you know, doing conventions and things like that, that's been I, – I miss the convention community. It's been a while. It's yeah. been a minute. <laughs> um, but after that, no, we're going to be – in addition to working out, of course, the bugs that will come in, uh, there's there's just no way to get around that. Um, we're going to be working really hard on getting the next Foster Monster out because I think it's I think Foster Monster Adventures is going to actually be a lot of fun. For go karts. Well, you know, yeah, go karts does sound like fun. Foster Monster Flower Garden. <laughs> Foster Monster Art Studio. Foster Monster Building Blocks. <laughs> Got to foster yeah, I mean, them all. If you can't, if you can't tell Jim when it when it releases, what I'm gonna do is get on the next thing. <laughs> it's all about the witch project. We have one aspect of Foster Monster that is way in the back room that we can't share with anybody because yeah, that's one of those ideas that you don't want to have get out there before it's time. Yeah. But there's something really innovative coming up with. Foster Monster that we are so looking forward to. But, oh, it's a bit, yeah. 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah it, it's going to change the way your phone plays games. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're talking to not just like a different type of toy, like, oh, I've made a new version of Angry Birds. You're talking about your phone <laughs> doing something that has it hasn't done yet. Awesome. So we're still... Working out the details on that. Before That's going to require a bit of a team, yeah. i got to yeah. get the ball rolling before I can get on that one. I can't solo that thing. That's an R&D project. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it, though, and hopefully within the next... Um, a couple of years. Within the next couple of years, you'll be hearing about it. We'll hit you up. Well, hopefully you'll be able to play it in a couple yeah. of years. Well, <laughs> we're going to start doing the marketing before you actually get to play Oh, it. marketing, marketing, marketing. <laughs> Marketing is hard. I will throw that out there. Just let me design a card game. Leave me alone. <laughs> so says, I don't want to do marketing. I said, that's okay. I don't want you to do marketing. Either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stay the hell out of my department. <laughs> marketing is hard, and making phone. things is at least, you know, you achieve something tangible. Yes. Get back in R&D, where you belong. <laughs> yeah. Back in your car. He actually has a brilliant mind to make these things happen, so it's really exciting. We work well as a team together mm -hmm. when we're not, you know. Fighting like cats and dogs. 
<laughs> There's been some screaming over foster monster to get it made. <laughs> no, you can't make the babies do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah or should, should I say fighting like Cerberus and Kitsune? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, with all good art comes passion, so yep. there must be something there. <laughs> Got to be something to keep the light burning, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just try not to yell at each other too much. No, we, we we actually work well as a team. Totally, totally. We've right. had some successes together. We've co-authored some books together. We co-authored one as a ghostwriter, and it shot to number three on Amazon. Nice. I can't tell you what it is because we ghostwrote it for someone else, but <laughs> together as a couple, we hit number three. That's awesome. So yeah. uh, earlier, Bo mentioned books, and Crow, you're mentioning them now, so I'll totally say, is there any books you'd like to shamelessly plug? Well, we are going to we are going to be coming out with a you know the book that Crow is actually talking about for ghost writing was a children's book, and with Foster's Monster we are coming out with the the bedtime stories and we want to do a we want to do an audio lullaby book yeah for for little little babies or little kids Mm -hmm. so maybe something that has imagery but mostly rhymes and stories and the babies being friends and getting over troubles and being scared and getting over fears and things like that. So yeah, we're, we're definitely going to pump out a, a, I would shamelessly plug my own books, except for that. Yeah. One of the things is I, I haven't finished writing this series of books yeah, and yeah, I don't yeah. want to disappoint If you want to look her up, you know, you <laughs> can look her up. But yeah, the, I really want to, I really want to make a children's book that's foster monster because the, the video game only represents so much, mm-hmm. right? You're running around, there's, there's there's scrolling, there's things, there's decorations, there's stuff, but the story itself can be pulled out and turned into this really wonderful fantasy children's book. Yeah. It really can be. It could be for children and adults, but yeah. yeah so no. it's, the, you know, we're targeting this at, at everyone from children to adults. There, There's an aspect of it that I think that children will really love, too. Obviously, the cute babies. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not a child. I think they're adorable. Yeah, they're adorable well, cool little guys. I mean, I'm a child. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, there will be a book coming out from it, too. We're, we're kind of excited yeah, we about can, that. Yeah, we cannot not write. We're both writers, so we cannot not write something. Your yeah. very nature is to write, to pin it down. Yeah. I think that's one of the things, too, about Face Central is that we really want to focus on, ins- yes, the mechanics are important for any game because without the mechanics of any game, mm-hmm. you obviously don't have a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would, But rather than focusing on the mechanics of the game and then building a story around the mechanics, we want to focus on the story of games and then yeah. build the mechanics to the story. Yeah. I have a concept right now that it's a mechanic that supports the story and not actual mechanics. So it addresses you as the player or you as the reader and what personality type you are, you will experience a different game than someone else who has a different personality type. So, like, introverted versus extrovert. An introvert will have a different game experience than an extrovert will. Mm-hmm. And the extrovert will not necessarily see all the introverted stuff. That's true. But you'll be able to look, you'll be able to look at each other's phones or, or trade it up. 
And then you'll be able to say, oh, that is a part of the adventure I didn't get a chance to see. And that's, and that's because you're not a wallflower, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just sit back and watch the room. You're, you're an active player. So the active player will get to do things and see things and have an experience that the other one won't. And it's all based on how you tell a story. That's awesome. You're helping to engage yourself with the story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's still way in the works, though. That's... Again, back <laughs> that's in the a, R&D lab. Yeah, it's a weird mechanic because it's, it's not anything traditional. Because once you apply, like, strength and intelligence and wisdom to things like that and start rolling dice, it, the story drives off of that. Mm-hmm. And this has to remove that from it and let the story drive, which is really bizarre. Without becoming a visual novel. Mm. Or anything else. It, 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 it won't be like anything else. Yeah. It just won't be like anything else. Hm. I gotta get to work. <laughs> there goes the to-do list. <laughs> it's all prioritized right now, Jim. It's all prioritized. I want to get the toy in your hand first, right? That's that's the goal. That, that's the first thing is once you get my foster monster in hand is everything can springboard off of that. And then yeah, yeah. we can get the stuffed animals. Yeah. And then we can get the stuffed animals. <laughs> the stuffies. <laughs> I know, Bo's already, Bo's already talking to companies, and she's like, we can get a prototype built for this much money, and I'm like, can you please wait until the game's actually made first? You <laughs> <laughs> can only do so much in the R&D department until the actual products hit the shelves. Yeah. 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 We're both developing hard, so yeah. we're going to make it. That's awesome. And I am what definitely wishing I, I'm definitely wishing you guys the best of luck with this and uh, totally spreading the word of my foster monster as well as the, the you know any future projects because I, I just love the idea. And like I said, if you if you need help statting these out for D and D, just let me know. I will even contribute that if you need that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, you, you, I'll tell you what, Jim. I'll give you a personal invitation to the back room. You can come oh, in and see oh. what's going on. In- Pick your project. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and of course, you know, thank you guys for, for coming on the podcast. We will totally spin around after the Kickstarter, you know, finished and the, the running has stopped. So you guys can actually stop and talk for a while as opposed to just doing a high and buy on the way by from work to work. And we can right. follow up on uh, my foster monster and see, you know, how things are going on the, you know, getting it launched and what's going next is the project because, you know, the well, mere fact. Play of, soon. Oh, play testers a good thing. I'm just saying. Anything. Hey, you want to play test for us, Jim? We need we need someone of your caliber. I would definitely play test for you guys, especially Thank if you. I could get my room to have that cool tiki that's got Cthulhu and a couple of the guys on it. <laughs> oh, that's that's in game. You're gonna have to work at the game pretty hard to get to that. I noticed that you gravitated towards the best in the game. I mean, just just looking at that one cool picture of your room where it's got the tiki and the bookshelves and the little. I'm not sure if it's a rat, a demon rat, or a demon dog curled up on the floor. Uh huh. All that's interchangeable and move around. And that's you can swap it all out. Super super yeah. crunchy coolness. I'm just saying. Yeah. I want to play it. I mean, I know I want to play it. I know I'm pretty much, you know, going to, you know, flash it to the wife, and she's going to be, ooh, chibis, I want to play. Because yeah. she's already seen some of the pictures, and, and she's like, animals. what is that? And I'm like, I can't tell you yet. But you yeah. know, your uh, oh. Skyler from World of Warcraft stuffy, your 
she's probably going to want some of these stuffies to go with that one. Sure. Oh, she has she has a World of Warcraft stuffy. That's awesome. She, she has the uh, oh, Wyvern. The, the, yeah. the Wyvern when they came out with those. She uh, was super quick to, to well, put that on the I want list. Wow. <laughs> what a time sink. <laughs> <laughs> I used to play a lot of World of Warcraft. Now I play a lot of Minecraft because it's the only way I get to see my grandchildren. That and Aww. I can put it down. Right, World of Warcraft's hard to put down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's hard to, to just say, hey, okay, pause. I mean, yeah. granted, when you're running a bunch of RPG games, the clock says it's time to log on to uh, Genesis or to log on to D and D or to log. That's the way that right. I pull off a WoW. Right. Right. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, thank you for having us on, Jim. We really, we really pleasure. enjoyed. Really yeah. enjoyed chatting with you. It was great getting to hang out with you guys, and uh, I will get this edited and posted as soon as possible with all the links you guys got. And uh, some of the teaser artwork, so I can throw it out there, because your art is fantastic. I mean, the uh, so many cute little chibi guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally looking at this, wondering which one would Kelly want if there was a chibi version. Of a stuffy, and I'm thinking, oh, it might be Cerberus. It might be Cerberus that she'd want, or the or the Yeti girl. The Yeti, that Yeti girl is just adorable. Yep. <laughs> or, got, or you could just collect them all. There, there is that. You know, there is the uh, just get your top 19 list because there's 19 levels and 19 monsters to go. Yeah, and when we make adventures, there's plans on another 20. So uh, what, one last question I do have is I'm wondering which one is the guy with the skull face? Is that a Wendigo? That's yes. a Wendigo, yeah. It is a Wendigo. I guessed it correctly. It was in the woods. Okay, because yeah, yeah. I was looking at that. It's a, it's a she. It's a female Wendigo. Ah. Because I was totally, I'm like, that's the only one I can't quite place unless it's a Wendigo from, from the, you know. Eastern, mm -hmm. you know, style, which totally works. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you. I guessed correctly. Yep, that's the Wendigo. That's mm -hmm. uh, she's one of my favorites. He, oh, he yeah, really I did like, a good job. I like her on a her. lot. But I like the Tickbalang too. The Tickbalang is just—he's adorable. There's not a single one eyes. I don't enjoy designing their levels for. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we get to hang out with the Wendigo in the forest today. <laughs> as long as it's a cute chibi Wendigo and not the scary guy. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's why you gotta foster them so they don't grow up to be scary. There you go. It's it's all about yeah. nature versus nurture. If you leave them out yeah. of nature, uh -huh. bad things can yeah. happen. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. Yeah, nature versus nurture. I like that a lot. Yep. <laughs> There's a tagline for the uh, the character development: nature versus nurture. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All like right, that. Bo and Crow, thank you for joining me. And uh, again, best of luck. All of the good juju coming out, and hopefully also to see you guys at Wawa Westcon or one of the other cons happening. Just gonna totally throw that one out there. If 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 you can make it, we have to plan a hang when we when, when you come out. Yeah, we'll meet in person. We'll absolutely do that. If we're going to head out there, we will definitely shoot you a, a note and say, hey, we're going to be there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, 
and totally let us know uh, when the launch party is. Not that we won't know from Kickstarter, but totally let us know so we can make sure we, we can pencil that in and not have a game scheduled at the exact same time. That sounds great. Because that's unfortunately <laughs> that my life when it comes to events. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, right, Jim, guys. thank you so much. We really enjoyed being here and, and, um, and yeah, uh, nice loved sharing. Yeah. Hey, thank you Thanks guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, you guys, for creating something awesome. And for everybody listening, like always, thank you for listening. And you guys have a great weekend. And uh, just wait till you get to check out the uh, My Foster Monster Monsters because they are adorable. And uh, and do you guys have a YouTube channel? Because I know on Kickstarter, it's at kickstarter.com slash project slash central slash my dash foster dash monster slash description if you want the description page or just my foster my dash foster dash monster for the kickstarter page but do you have any of your social medias you want to drop on us um no the only thing that we have up that has the videos that's my um youtube channel which is the go nanabo youtube channel um (laughs) nanabo is the character in the game it's also what my grandchildren call me, and it was just kind of a running joke when we started, and it just kind of took off <laughs> with it. Yeah, we just put some promotional videos out there. There's really no. There's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot right yet. Um, We're still building the social media aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, like I said, social media and marketing is hard. But uh, we'll definitely be seeing you guys around some more because I have a feeling that if you were to do any of the social medias and start sharing some of the characters, people will start liking and sharing. Yeah, I have a feeling with that too. That's Bo. I'm the, I'm gonna go back to my little dark room and make more levels. <laughs> back to the laboratory. <laughs> so, in fact, Crow, does that make you Cthulhu's minion? Uh, yeah, he was supposed to not be in the game at all. I made him for myself. And then all, yeah, yeah, he was, he was supposed to not even be in there. I was supposed to just keep him as my little sidekick for like my icon and maybe make my R&D team be the Cthulhu team. And, uh, he just, he was too cool not to put in the game. So, yeah. That's, that's what everyone thinks. They're writing Cthulhu until Cthulhu is writing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he did, he has a hard time making friends because he makes everyone insane. <laughs> Sharing is caring, and caring is crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here, be my friend. Go mental. <laughs> Alrighty, guys. Thank you very much, and have a great weekend. You too, Jim. You thank the same, you. Jim. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Creative Play and Podcast Network. If you enjoyed our show, please check out D&D Journey of the 5th Edition and Ragnarok Enroll a Scion Hero to Ragnarok Story. Also, check out our Patreon page for more content and behind-the-scenes things, as well as joining us for a one-shot game or two.